Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I wanna share with you how you can have profitable conversations with estate agents, how to position yourself so you get taken seriously, how to get the best deals from estate agents, and how to make low offers without losing credibility. So as I mentioned in the last episode of the Property Magic Podcast, I'm getting loads of feedback and questions from our virtual events. And people are telling me that estate agents seem to be getting more picky. And so I wanted to make sure you're fully updated with the best ways of working with them in the current market. Now, estate agents should be a great source of deals. But unfortunately, many agents have a rather poor view of property investors. They think that property investors make low offers, change their minds, they're not serious, they pull out of deals. And so understandably, if you go in with the wrong approach, you might get put into the same basket as all those people who are not very good. And the basket I'm talking about is the waste paper basket. They'll take your card and just drop it in the bin. It's really important for you to differentiate yourself and show you're not like those other time wasters. And unfortunately, there are plenty of those time wasters out there. Now, we actually have a whole training program about how to profit with estate agents. We sell it for a couple of hundred pounds, but I wanted to give you some of the highlights from that training in this particular episode, completely free of charge. So first of all, let's talk about your positioning. I want you to think about how do you introduce yourself to the agent. Now, you could just call them up on the phone or you could physically drop into the office. Personally, I think it's always best to contact them about a specific property. So maybe you found a particular property online that looks like it's your kind of criteria and you call them up to have a discussion about that particular property. If you think the property looks like a potential deal, then arrange a viewing with the estate agent. Now, the reason we're doing this is it's great to get the agent out of their office so you can look around the property, take some time to build some rapport with them and ask them lots of questions. Now, if you start asking questions in the office, they might be very conscious about other people around them and they may not answer in the kind of open, honest way you'd like. So actually by doing it when they're viewing a property and no one else is gonna hear what they say, you find often they open up a bit more. So it's a great strategy just to get to know the estate agent. So when you first contact them, I'd introduce yourself something like this. I'd say, hi, my name's Simon. I'm looking to buy two properties in the next six months in this area, and I'm looking for a specialist who can help me do that. Is that something you can help me with, please? Now, let me break down what I've said just to explain the psychology behind it. Obviously, I'm introducing myself. Hi, I'm Simon. And I say I'm looking to buy two properties in the next six months. I'll explain why in a moment. And I say I'm looking for an expert to help me do that. Can you help me with that? So you're kind of suggesting that they are an expert and you're not claiming to be the expert. Now, this is really important because, you know, everyone likes to be respected. Everyone likes to think people are looking up to them. And estate agents, especially they've been doing it a long time, they think they know everything about property. Now, in reality, 
Most estate agents are very good at selling properties. They're real expert on their local areas, but they just don't know some of the stuff that we know. Some estate agents obviously are investors, but many are not. So don't go thinking they're going to know more than you. It's unlikely that they do. But still, you never tell them that. You want to put them on a pedestal and make them the experts. Now, why would you say you want to buy two properties? Well, look, most investors might buy one property from an estate agent using all the money they've saved up and they come back a few years later to buy another one. So once they've completed on a sale, the agent might incorrectly assume that you've used all of your money unless you tell them otherwise. So as a big tip here, if you've just completed any transactions, you want to you jump straight to the top of their credibility list because you said you were going to do you did what you said you were going to do. So you should go straight back to them and ask them about the next deal they've got for you. They might automatically assume unless you tell them you've used all your money. So it's really important to go back to them. So by telling them up front that we're looking to buy two properties, we're being very clear. Now, not only is it good because they're going to bring more opportunities to you, they're going to think you've got more money to spend and thus the time they spend with you is going to be worth building a relationship because they're not going to get just one sale out of you. They're going to sell two properties to you as well. So saying you're going to buy two properties in the next six months is a very reasonable thing to understand. The mistake many amateurs make who've just done a property course, they're all pumped up. They go and say, I want to buy 10 properties in the next month. And the agent looks at them and thinks, oh, here we go. It's another idiot who's done a training course. So you might want to buy 10 properties in the next, 10, in the next month. I don't want to put you off doing that, but just don't tell the agent that. Tell them you're going to buy two in the next six months. That sounds very realistic. And, you know, if you are delivering and say what you're going to do and say, I want to buy another one, yeah, they will prioritize you. And I've got personal experience of this. Um, when I was buying properties that I wanted to turn into HMOs, I bought one uh, on Bourneville Lane in Cadbury's. And I, I was just a normal investor then. I looked around, I said I wanted it, I made an offer, we negotiated a bit and the offer was accepted. And I, I did the deal pretty quick. And I said to the agent, look, this is perfect for me. If you get any more of these, please let me know. So sure enough, another property came up on that road just down the road. I was the first person they called. In fact, this was when they used to uh, still give you uh, hand um, physical uh, details of the property. And I went around before they'd put the details together, before they'd put the board up outside the property and before they'd advertise it on the internet. I was the very first person into that property. Look round, it was identical to the one I bought before. I said, yeah, if we can agree a price, I'll take it. And they said, well, look, um, we, we think we'll put the price at about 130 uh, because that's what the other one that you bought sold for. Uh, and I said, yeah, I'll offer the full asking price. And they said, well, look, just, just, We'll let the, the owner know you want to make an offer, but don't offer too quick. Don't be too keen. They're just bringing it to the market. They might want to see what other offers they get. And I said, no, look, just tell them I'll give them the full price. And uh, they, they spoke to the owner and the owner agreed. So they had a really quick sale. They were really happy. And I did that deal. Same thing happened with the next one. And then the fourth one. The fourth one was actually already converted into an HMO. It was a bit more expensive because of that. Um, but I just made the agent really aware that if anything like that came up on that road, they should call me first. And as a result, I bought four properties from that agent on that road. And I've still got all those properties and they rent out really, really well. So this is really powerful if you get this right. 
So when you go and speak to the agent, uh, you need to prove to them that you are progressible. In other words, that you can move forward. And they're going to want to know that you can afford to buy the properties you're making offers on. Now, you might be looking for properties to do purchase options on or vendor finance. And that's great. You can do all of those things. But you don't want to say that to the agent up front, because if you do, they're going to think, oh, here we go. Another time waster. You need to give the impression that you are going to be buying these properties. So very often they want to see proof of a deposit to check that you can actually afford to buy this property and also they want to make sure you can get a mortgage so if they want that proof why not give it to them you know if you are investing using your own money and you've got a bank statement that's got a deposits in it show them that bank statement to show yes look here is my deposit that is available so a very quick point here is that if you don't have your own money, if you're, if you're looking to do joint ventures or get private finance from people, well then just be really honest about that. And I would say to the agent that, you know, I use my own money. I've actually tied up all of my own money in property at the moment. And so I'm actually working with other investors who I'm going to pass the deals to and we're going to co-invest in these properties. So because you've told it up front, if you say, yeah, I'm going to buy the property, I'm going to buy the property, then suddenly another person appears who's supposed to be buying this property, well, you might lose some credibility. But if you said up front, look, I'm going to be putting this in someone else's name, you've positioned it, you've explained it, and then they're not going to expect you to show proof of funds because you've said to them, well, I don't have the money myself, I'm not buying it, someone else is going to be buying it for me. And when I find that relevant buyer, we will, of course, produce proof of funds at that point. Now, you might think, well, will the agent be put off with this if they don't think you've got money? Actually, I think it's the opposite. If you say that you're part of a large network of investors, and if you can find a good deal, you've got plenty of people who will come and buy this property, well, actually, it's worth them working with you, not just on this property, but also some other properties, because you're potentially going to have lots of people who might want to buy those deals. So it's a really nice way of positioning yourself if you don't have your own funds by saying, look, actually, I'm working with other people. The next thing they want to check is, can you get mortgages? And often they'll want you to sit with their mortgage broker for, for two reasons. First of all, to check your mortgageable, but also if you use their recommended broker, they'll often get a commission from the broker for that. So you could do that if you want, but I think it's even better to show you're more professional is if you can go in with what's called a dip. It's called a decision in principle. So you can go and find a really good mortgage broker, maybe a local property investor network meeting. You want to find a broker who's fully independent with access to the full market and they can uh, understand your situation and find the best lender for you and get this decision in principle. Now, you don't need a specific property. It's just showing that you know you are mortgageable and they'll obviously check the property before they give the mortgage, but it just gives the estate agent some certainty and reassurance that they're not wasting their time with you. Now, I meet a lot of investors who say they'd love to get into property, but they don't think they can get mortgages. And the word there is they don't think they can get mortgages. Um, they don't actually know. So if you're in that situation, just go and get a decision in principle. Shouldn't cost you anything just to see if you can get mortgages if you can't. Now, if you can't, there are plenty of other strategies you can use where you don't need to get mortgages. But if you can, at least you want to know that. You've got the decision in principle, you can show that to agents, and that gets you more credibility. It kind of shows that you know what you're doing, the fact you've already done that. And the extra thing that can give you real credibility is just as you're leaving, turn around and say, oh, and by the way, here's the card for my solicitor. 
And, you know, obviously make sure you've registered with a solicitor who's going to act for you in the transactions. You said, oh, can I have some of your business cards in case I, I ask for recommendations? So they'll like that as well. And you say, look, I might give it to my estate agent so I've really got a solicitor set up. And if you do that, it just gives you so much more credibility that you are ready to go. You know, you've got money, you can get mortgages, you've got a solicitor already. This just puts you in a completely different light to most of the amateurs who are just messing around. The agent is going to take you far more seriously if you position this in the right way. Now, once you've done that, you need to let them know what you're looking for and be very careful the language that you use. If you start talking about motivated sellers and below market value purchases and purchase lease options, which is language that we as investors use, most estate agents don't know what you mean. They think you're talking rubbish and they're going to think you're an idiot, frankly, and they're not going to want to work with you. So you need to use really simple language. Don't use any of those jargony terms. And it's all about trying to solve problems, trying to solve problems for the estate agent, trying to solve problems for the sellers. Now, actually, I've got a brand new PDF report with the five best questions to ask estate agents to get them to bring deals to you. It's completely free. I'll give you details later on about how you can access that. Now, once you've met the agent, um, you've got to keep top of mind. Don't just think you can call them once or visit once um, and expect them to send you lots of deals. You need to speak to them ideally every week and maybe even pop into their office every so often. And you could take some donuts or some chocolates, whatever. And, you know, just without being creepy, build a relationship so they, when you come in, they know who you are, they know you're serious, and they know you're looking for deals. So I just want to summarize this positioning. Um, you know, you've got to position yourself correctly. When you go in, let them know you want two properties in the next six months. Show them proof of funds if you have them available, or if you don't, explain you're working with other people. Show them a dip, a decision in principle. Again, if you can't get those, get someone else's who you might be working with, and also give them your solicitor's business cards. Let them them know you're serious and obviously arrange a viewing to actually look around the property and when you're doing that you can build great rapport with them okay so the final thing i want to cover is how can you make low offers to agents without losing credibility so um this is uh this is something you you need to learn really because obviously you want to make low offers if you make too high offers, guess what? You're paying too much of the property and you actually want the seller to say no, otherwise you've paid too much. So you want your offers to be rejected. You want to make them nice and low, but do it in a way that the agent doesn't think you're a time waster. So here's how you can do it. Let's say you find a property that if it was good condition, uh, maybe it should be worth 200,000, but maybe it needs modernizing and spending some money on it. And so the agents valued it at say 170. Okay, so here's how you do this. So you might have a conversation with the agent while you're showing them around the property and say, look, um, if I was to do that, obviously it needs some work doing to it. If I was to do it up, how much do you think it'd be worth? And they might say, well, maybe about 200,000. You say, okay, look, um, I might want to do this up and then sell it. So if I gave it back to you and I wanted you to sell it confidently without taking a long time and I put a gun to your head, how much would you put it on for? And they say, well, okay, well, maybe 195, maybe 190. You want to get them to a realistic price that they know they could sell the property for you, okay? Not the optimistic price, but let's sort of say a realistic one. Okay, so 190. Then you say, okay, and obviously, 
Um, it needs a lot of work. So let, can you help me out? I just want to work out how much the work might be. So you literally walk around the property with them and you can get them to get their phone out. Say, hey, look, can you just add some of these things up, please? Or get a big calculator. And the important thing here is you want the agent to add these things up for you. You want them to do the calculation. So you walk around and say to them, okay, so look, obviously looks like we need new central heating system. How much do you think that might cost? Now they might have no idea or they might know a few things and, and they're probably going to, estimate things that are too expensive now if they're going really on the cheap side you say wow uh, please give me your contacts because I'm, I'm not getting things that cheap so maybe central heating you might they might say um i don't know three thousand and say well okay probably more like three and a half for a new boiler and all the radiators then you say okay we've got to put a new kitchen in how much for that and you know you try and get them with you to guess some numbers and you get them to type the numbers into the property and you want to look at everything you want to look at the kitchen the bathrooms the uh, central heating system you might need new windows doors carpets you might need uh painting plastering wallpapering look at all these things go around and add this up the idea is you want this renovation bill to be as much as possible now let's say uh let's say it's uh, 50,000 pounds okay which sounds quite high but let's just say you've managed to get it up to that so therefore you um you've agreed with the agent that they could sell the property for you at 190. You've agreed there's going to be 50,000 pounds of work, a complete refurb on this property. So you say, okay, so therefore, um, you know, that makes it, if I, if I had to take the 50K off the, off the value, that brings it down to 140. So obviously I want to do this. I want to make some money. If I was selling it, I'd have to pay you some fees. I'd have to pay some legal fees, etc. So let's take maybe 5K off for that. It brings it down to 135. Um, and obviously I want to make a profit. You know, if, if you were buying this, if you were putting 50K in, getting all the work done, how much profit would you want to make? Now, hopefully they're going to say, well, I'd want to make at least on a 20, 30,000 pounds. Okay, so then let's take that 30,000 pounds off the 135. Well, that gets me to a price of 105. Now, in reality, the refurb probably won't cost you 50. It might cost you, I don't know, 20 or something. But because they don't really know, all the costs have been overestimated. So then you say to the agent, well, hang on a minute. So we've just worked out, you can sell it for 190. It's going to cost 50 to do. I'm just making these figures up, right? And there'll be 5K of cost. That brings it down to... 135 and you want to make 30k of profit that brings out to 105 so so really the most i can offer for this property is 105 so you get them to understand the rationale behind that low offer and then you say to the agent wow i suppose that's a pretty low offer isn't it and they'll probably say well yeah that is pretty low and i'll say to the agent but you can see how we've got to that number right and they say yeah i can see that say look i know it's a low offer but really why don't why don't we put that offer in and see what they say? Now, you know, it might be way below what the owner wants, but the whole point is you want the agent to actually put the offer forward. Now, any offer they receive, they're supposed to put forward to the seller. But you and I both know, I'm sure that doesn't happen all the time. If they think it's a really low offer, they're probably not really going to bother. But you want them to make sure they put that offer forward. And actually, if they've come up with the number with you, they might say, well, I know it's low, but realistically, you sell it to an investor, it's going to cost them 50K to do it, they want to make some profit. So that's kind of what any investor is going to want to pay. And you'd be amazing how much this works. You might not get it for 105, you might get it for 110, you might get it 115. But you know what, if you're going to spend 20 on it to do it up, that's still a pretty good deal. So this is how you make really low offers to estate agents without losing your credibility. 
I hope that's been really useful for you. Um, remember, I've got this free report with the five questions you could ask agents to get them to bring deals to you. If you want to access that completely free of charge, you can go to www.estateagentquestions.com. That's estateagentquestions.com. Uh, just register and we'll send that report to you. And until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.